Welcome to The Magic of Music, a podcast about why music is so important to us, and I'm your host, Matt Speaker. This is Miscellany number 18, and I titled it The Deep Well of Harmony. So hello, friends. I'm glad that you are with me, and I am going to talk to you about this really cool video that's put out. But before I get to that, a little bit of background. When I look at stuff, I have a couple of different lenses that I um, see things through, right? So music obviously is one of them and enjoy music in a particular way. And I have a, a particular lens that does that. I also have an education background. And so when I see things, sometimes the education lens comes out and, uh, and I'll wig out about something that's uh, ed, like ed psych or, or curriculum or something like that. <laughs> well, with this, I almost titled this, get this, I almost gave this a title of what, oh, what I wrote it down because <laughs> it was a little bit too long. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> Jerome Bruner's Bible Curriculum Applied to Music's Harmony. <laughs> because that's what, exactly what this is. And I thought, oh, this is so cool. It's such a great example of Bruner's spiral curriculum. Then the practicality of me came out and said, who in the world is going to click on a title, a podcast title that says Bruner's spiral curriculum applied to music's harmony. And so I think wisely I chose not to do that. So uh, anyway, this is a video produced by, uh, well, I'm not sure who it's produced by, but the, the host for sure is Jacob Collier. And right up front, I want to tell you, it's a really great video and he does a pretty good job. I'm going to be nitpicky about things because that's, that's who I am and that's my job to be a little bit nitpicky about things. But just from the beginning, I want you to hear me say very clearly, this is a great video and it's really kind of fun. What he does is he says that he's been challenged to talk about harmony in five different levels. And so he begins with a child at the age of seven, and then he ends with a person, I'm just going to say right now, because uh, I don't want to spoil a little of a kind of a fun surprise, but he has a person with him, and it's like a superhuman's understanding of harmony. And he goes through all of these different levels. You're going to enjoy this. I'm going to play quite a few of the clips and then talk about some things and uh, maybe some clarification and or be nitpicky, like I said. So here is the first one. This is a seven-year-old, Bodhi Arden. So this is the Bodhi, child. How's going? Good. Cool. So do you know what harmony is? It's when people sing together and it, and it sounds nice. Yeah, that's 100% correct. Have you ever heard a song called Amazing Grace? No. It's a good one. The melody on its own just goes... That melody on its own is kind of lonely, right? And no one really knows how it feels. So which one did you prefer? The second one. Awesome. And, and why did you prefer that one? Because it sounds better. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I can decide how I want this melody to feel. And the more notes there are, the more exciting it is. That's what musical harmony is. Does that make sense? Okay. So a lot here. Again, I'm going to be a little bit nitpicky about what's said, but I also do understand he's speaking to a seven-year-old. And so he's trying to uh, distill a whole lot of stuff into very, very simple terms. When he says, what is harmony? He says, harmony is when people sing together and it sounds nice. Instrumentalists, did you hear that? 
Kids like to sing. Now, I know a lot of you start middle school kids, and middle school kids don't want to sing, but I bet you they do, actually. They just have that inhibition about being a middle school student. This kiddo's seven years old. He's not middle school. I get that. Totally get that. But our first instrument is our voice. Never forget that. And kids do like to sing. I have a youth orchestra, and I get to spend some time with some brand new kiddos. And I've got everything from a middle school kid all the way down to a five-year-old. Most of them are in the, in the younger, like the late elementary years. And I've been encouraging to sing, encouraging to sing. And I'm telling you, uh, the other day, actually, we were rehearsing, and I forgot to sing. And all of a sudden, I'm listening, and it's like, whoa, they're singing on their own. I'm like, oh, thank you. You remember to sing. Uh, they do like to sing. And the idea is that it sounds nice. Why don't we sing more? We need to sing more with kids. And kids will do it with no problem. You just have to be insistent about it. All right, Jacob then plays Amazing Grace. He plays the melody alone. Okay, here's where I want to get nitpicky. His questioning is very leading because uh, what did he say? He said, that sounds lonely, doesn't it? Well, of course the kid is going to agree <laughs> that sounds lonely. And then he harmonizes with it and he asks him, which one did you like better? Well, of course the kiddo likes the one with harmony. He says, oh, excellent. And then he says, with the melody alone, I I want you to notice his comment. He says, nobody knows how it feels. And then, of course, his premise is that we need harmony to give melody some feeling. I don't agree with this. Uh, There are many, many people who will sing a melody with as much feeling, especially something like Amazing Grace, uh, with all of the history uh, behind it, will sing a melody like that. And they don't necessarily need harmony to go with it. Again, I think his um, questioning is very leading in that, and that's not exactly right. Especially consider this. If you know the history of Amazing Grace came from a slave who was on a slave ship coming to America, and this poor individual was singing this melody. And you know who heard it? John Newton, who was working on the slave ship. And it wasn't until later in life when John Newton realized how horrible it was for him to be involved in the slave trade. He became a Christian and he wrote Amazing Grace. And he used the melody of this slave that he listened to on that boat ride. Let me ask you something. I don't know if there was harmony used while this person was singing, but my guess is the melody alone had incredible amount of feeling, not just for him, but for all of those around him or her, whoever was singing it. Uh, You can sing a melody and it'll be perfectly fine without harmony. However, this idea of feeling, and he's going to do a lot of this through this whole video. I well, I want to spend some time on this, talking about this today, but maybe that's a, a focus for yet another day. Also, Jacob says, the more notes there are, the more exciting it is. Really? I'm not so sure that this is true. I think there were many people who listened to polyphony uh, that's used in Baroque music and consider it kind of boring rather than kind of exciting. And as a matter of fact, Classical music came about as a style and they chose to have a lighter texture because polyphony had become tiresome. So there is such a thing as less is more. And again, this might be another topic for another day, but uh, to say that more notes makes something more exciting is not quite right. As a matter of fact, he contradicts himself later in the video and I'll point that out. Uh, But I'm going to give Jacob a break. After all, he is speaking to a seven-year-old. I totally get it. Totally get it. Maybe I'm being too picky. Uh, But just some things to think about. All right. The next one is Cameron Hudo, and she is a 14-year-old. And so take a listen to this. 
Have you ever heard of harmony? Yes. Okay, so what do you think harmony is? I think basically it's like one person has the lower voice and like a girl usually has the higher voice. Yeah. And then they blend it together. I like it. That's absolutely correct. Okay. Harmony is about injecting melody with emotion yeah. so that ultimately you leave home and you return home and you've learned something along the way. Yeah. So a nice place to start is with the idea of a triad. A triad is a three-part harmony, basically. So that's a triad, you know. So this triad is called C major. Okay. Right, so have you ever heard of this idea of like major chords and minor chords? Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is C major, yeah? And then this is C, C minor. So yeah. the feelings are different, right? Yeah, it feels like dark and spooky. Yeah, and this like one's dark and spooky. Happy. And how does, how does this one make you feel then? Happy. Right. And well, joyful. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So all right, I have to stop here. I'm not going to play the whole thing uh, because there's, there's some stuff I want to highlight. Cameron describes harmony as one person having a lower voice and then someone has a higher voice. And so this is level two. She's a teenager. And she says, usually that's a girl. As a teacher, I wish Jacob had done a couple of things with her. And, you know, not to not to discredit what she's saying, because oftentimes that's what we see. But it would have been nice to have said, yeah, that is true. However, there's lots of music that does this. Consider a children's choir. It's all boys, maybe a children's choir. And you've got higher and lower voices and there is no uh, girl or men a cappella groups. Again, it might seem like I'm nitpicking, but I, I just wish there was a, a little bit more teaching going on here. Cameron did talk about stacked voices but only with two tones. And she says, and it blends together. And okay, so that's really just fine. This is just a level two thing. And he liked it. And then he jumps in and he, he talks about uh, three voices. Oh, I'll get ahead of myself. We'll talk that in a minute. But he says, harmony, get this, harmony is about injecting melody with emotion that ultimately you will leave home and then you return home. So there's some truth in that. The piece that some people would uh, argue about is, does harmony actually inject melody with emotion? Is that actually true? Well, it's very much a cultural thing, whether it does or not. But maybe perhaps when you hear harmony that you enjoy, or when you hear harmony that sounds distant, and then you hear it resolve home, I get what he's talking about. So give him a little bit of break on that as well. But at this point, I have to really take issue. What he does is he plays a minor triad, and then he plays, sorry, he plays a major triad first, and then he plays a minor triad, and he's comparing the two. And Cameron says, he says, the feeling is different, right? And so right away, he's got leading questions here rather than having her come up with it, although maybe she would have on her own. And Cameron said that, oh, that minor sound sounds dark and spooky, like a haunted house. And he completely supports this idea. He gets her to say that even the, the, the major sound is happy and joyful. So he's attaching all kinds of emotion to sounds. Here's where I really wish he would have been more of a teacher uh, rather than kind of leading into what he wants to talk about. So here's what I mean. Take a listen to this. Oh. 
Okay, so maybe you have no idea what was just being played or what you heard. Hopefully you heard Hanukkah. This is a whole group of people, my Jewish friends, you're not the only ones, but there's an entire group of people that much, not all, much of their music uses a minor modality, a minor tonality. And believe it or not, Hanukkah has nothing to do with being sad, dark, or creepy like a haunted house. (laughs) If you're in a part of a country or a region or around the world and you've got groups of people that are Jewish, they hear these minor tonalities and they get happy and guarantee you if this is your background and your faith and your, you know, just what you grew up in, this group of people, you heard this and you smiled. Nothing creepy or sad or dark about that. So going back to Jacob's comment, what I wish he would have done is just been more of a teacher. You know, it's like when he played really different chords with Amazing Grace. Oh, wait, he's going to get to that in just a minute. But I wish he would have been more of a teacher because it would have been really great to say, well, those aren't necessarily those feelings. You might feel that way, but that's not true for many, many groups of people. I wish the word would have been, these are just different sounds different sounds. Now, definitely people have used music to entice different kinds of feelings. So sometimes you want happy sounds, you want sad sounds, and a composer will definitely do that. But to say that just because something is minor is a sad, creepy, haunted house kind of feeling, and to support that, I think is misleading and should not do that, actually. All right, so back to the video, because he does do some other pretty cool things talking with Cameron. We start with F. You know, if I go, where am I right now? I don't know where I am. And my job is to get back home, but to make it to, to make this chord make sense. Yeah. You know, so I might go. Oh man, that sounded really good. I was surprised. Yeah, so I agree. That does sound really cool and really kind of fun. You know, the idea is that these were, you know, his thing is my job is to, you know, I got this really weird chord I'm playing, but okay, where am I at? I don't know. But my job as a harmonizer, and I like how he said that, as a harmonizer, is to make this make sense and let's get ourselves home. So following this as a narrative is uh, some other terms that he used. Uh, once again, I'm going to give Jacob a pass. He is talking to a teenager, but I, I'm starting to think that this, he really believes that when he is harmonizing, that he is giving very specific emotions to things. And that might be his intention, but that's not always what the hearer interprets. That's just kind of where I'm at with that. Well, everybody, we're going to have to wait till next week to see who that star guest is on Jacob's video. I'm, I'm already at the 15 minute mark and I like trying to keep these around here. So I don't want to make this too long. So I uh, hope you've been enjoying this f- so far. I know you will enjoy the finish of this session with uh, Jacob. So have a great day. <laughs>